0: If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'll try to be um, uh, careful of the time and and get you to your meal at least by 3 o'clock, okay? (laughs) 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the resurrection classic. Good to have my grandson and his dear wife with us going to Canada. They're not even dressing warm yet. Amen. Brother Tyler, appreciate you being with us. I told him if he'd have wore a tie, I'd let him preach. But I was really just kidding. I ain't going to let nobody preach this morning because this is Easter. I'm going to preach, amen, but uh, I appreciate Brother Tyler. and They're doing real good on deputation. I was in a missions conference with him just a couple of weeks ago, and he was kidding me about singing. I said, no, I told the pastor that you and your wife were going to sing, and he believed that all the way up to the message <laughs> that uh, they were going to sing. Yeah, they were trying to find something, but uh, we have a good time in the Lord, amen. You might as well say amen. Now, I got new glasses. The fellow that made these is uh, visiting with us this morning. Amen. But, and so I can see every move. <laughs> and if I, uh, if you fall asleep, I'll see the first blink this time. Amen. <laughs> I haven't been able to see for six months. And so I've been happy. But No, I really better. Uh, uh, y'all pray for me because I'm still adjusting to it. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15. I want to preach a message entitled, What if Christ be not risen? What if? Christ be not risen. By the way, two weeks to the retreat. Can't wait to hear Brother Jeremy preach and teach on the marriage. I'm going to do a little of it too. And we're going to have split sessions. Miss Rebecca's going to teach the ladies on Saturday morning. Brother Jeremy's going to preach and teach the men on Saturday morning. And I always wanted to do that. Never had two rooms. And we got a lot of rooms at this new place. So we're excited about these split sessions. We're praying that marriages won't split up from them. Amen. Amen. But I'm really excited about it, two weeks from Thursday. Let's stand on the Word of God. I don't read quite a few scriptures, but uh, y'all don't mind, do you? Uh, this is the Word of God. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. That's where we stand. Say amen. And by which also we're, we are saved. Say the word. I'm going to be like a TV evangelist this morning. I'm going to get you to repeat a word. I want all of you to say the word saved. saved. Say it again. Saved. saved. I'm not as good as those TV evangelists. I ain't got it together yet. But I, I'm glad I'm saved, aren't you? It says, but which are you also saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. That means empty. For I deliver unto you first of all that uh, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he he was seen of Cephas, then of the 12, and that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Meditate on that for a second. That's a lot of witnesses. And it says, of whom the greater part remained of the present, but some are fallen asleep or died. And after that, he was seen of James, Pastor James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, listen to this now. Here's the testimony. He was seen of me also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than all yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so we believed. But, or now, if Christ be preached that he arose from the dead, how say among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For we if, for if the dead rise not, then it is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you're yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. And I want to show you the crescendo of the whole chapter, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. I hate to say this, to save time, let's skip down to verse 42. And the Bible says this, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and it's raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for the good singing. I appreciate that trio and the pianists and organists working hard many hours to present two good songs and two good messages in song. And God, it touched my heart, prepared my heart to preach, and I thank you for that. I pray, dear God, that you'd help us to ask the question, if you had not risen, where would we be? And I know where we'd be. We'd all be most miserable. The Lord, thanks be to God. We know that we believe and we are persuaded that you rose from the dead. And we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. Because you're the only God. And Lord, you're God Almighty. You're the living God. And you're the eternal God. You're the almighty God that can save anybody's soul that'll just receive you. So Lord, help us to live for the for the living Savior. And without apology, with enthusiasm, with faithfulness and commitment of soul. And we know that our labor is not in vain if we'll be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Thank you, God, for this privilege to meet. I don't take it for granted. Last Easter, there was only six people here. And that was to lead to singing. And that was to help with the broadcast. And Lord, we could not even meet. And Lord, I thank you so much that we can meet together today. Lord, please heal the sick and heal this nation of its spiritual sickness. And we're going to thank you and praise you because you're the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. What if Christ be not risen? You know, I believe that uh, verses 1 through 4 introduce us to something. That we ought to be really excited about, and that's the gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You talk about essential. We're talking about all these essential things that need to stay open, like a restaurant and a hospital. But I'm going to tell you something that's more essential. It's a place that preaches the death, burial, and resurrection. The gospel is essential. Can somebody say amen? Our sins, uh, Man is fallen, sinful beings. And we cannot save ourselves. But Christ died for our sins. Look at verse four. It says and that he was buried, that he rose again and the third day according to the scripture. Back in verse three, it says, for I delivered unto you first of all which also receive how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Amen. Christ died for us. And then he was buried, and that's proof positive evidence that confirms that he died. You don't bury a person that's not dead, amen? But thanks be to God, he arose again, amen? The resurrection of Christ proves his deity. He's God. Mohammed never arose. Folks, all these uh, uh, false leaders never arose, but thank God, he is God. Turn to Romans chapter one, verse four. I was gonna share this a little later, but I can't wait. Romans one, four. The Bible says this, and declare to be the son of God. I'll wait on you. It's just next door, praise God. Bone back a little bit, okay. It says, it says in verse four, and declare to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Folks, he declares to be the son of God, the only God, the very God, God Almighty, God in flesh died on the cross, arose three days later, and that proves his deity, and it's all according to the scripture. I believe the word of God, don't you? But if, if, you'll find it mentioned several times in this passage, if. And then even in verse 12, somebody was saying there is no resurrection. And you know, a lot of people, the way they live, they're saying there is no resurrection. They live like God's dead. But I want to say this, God is still on the throne, and he ever liveth on the right hand of God to intercede for you. Say amen. That gives me hope. I'll tell you the truth, that just gives me a little happiness. Amen. I can smile. I didn't get a new tie, didn't get a new shirt, didn't get a new suit, didn't even get new socks. But praise God, I can smile this morning because I got a new life. Amen. Not that I couldn't afford it, praise God. But I want to tell you something, folks, if if, if if wishes were horses, all beggars could ride. I don't know who said that, but I like it. Many folks are um, going through life defeated and iffy people. You know, if it was better weather, if I felt better, if, 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 if. if. And there's multitudes of people that are standing still, and folks, uh, they can't cross that stumbling block and they're really just welded in by the word if. If is an insurmountable hurdle that many good men and ladies are chained to. When Jesus died, thank God, hate killed him or sin, love buried him, but praise God, precaution set a guard about him, but the grave couldn't hold him. Amen? Amen? Thank God, in spite of a 24-hour vigil, 16 soldiers trying to secure his body, they could not hold him in the grave. And on the third day, he burst the bands of death hell, in the grave. Folks, he uh, ripped open the, the grave claws and he walked out of that tomb. Thank God, nothing could stop him. Amen. And now the infidel, the skeptical, the agnostic, the heathen, the atheist, the cynic, uh, they collaborate together to hold another stone of granite, mountain called if. And they try to captivate us with doubt and defeat and despair and fear. But I want to tell you something, friend, he's alive. Amen. The word resurrection in the Greek means not, uh, and it's not figurative, the word resurrection. it means the standing up of a corpse. Amen. And I'll tell you something, folks. It was a literal, physical resurrection. Thank, thank God. This morning, I'd like to walk you through the ifs. Tonight, I'll give, I'll get into the testimony of Paul and 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 all the people that saw him, all the eyewitnesses. As we take the Lord's Supper, uh, he was. It, I mean, there were so many people that saw him. His foes saw him, and they were bribed to try to hold him in that grave when they knew he wasn't there that he had risen. <clears throat> Seven times this word, the skeptical if is mentioned in this passage. Seven different impl- impl- implications are made on this basis, if Christ be not risen. First of all, I want you to notice, and I want to give you a perspective of the resurrection this morning, verses 12 through 19, I'll be brief, I promise you I will. <clears throat> if Christ did not ri- rise, then our preaching is in vain, <clears throat> it's foolish, and it's fruitless, I've been preaching 47 years, probably about 49 years, because I started before I got a place to preach, and it was in 1972, y'all figure it up, I can't figure it up, but uh, its it's been a long time, matter of fact, I can't believe how old I am, I really can't, I looked in the mirror, I said, Wayne, well, you don't look that old. I tried to run to the car because Mark was about to leave me and I couldn't get in old Underwood's truck. I said, man, I'm getting that old, amen. Give me a ladder, praise God. Seven times this skeptical if comes up. The first one is found in verse 14. Look at the word of God. It says, if Christ be not risen, then our our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain, vain. Folks, I wanna tell you this. I don't believe I've been wasting my time for these forty-seven years of my life. I don't know how many more years I got, brother Jeremy, but I don't feel like quitting. <clears throat> I don't feel like retiring. So, y'all want me to retire? I can tell some of you already cir- circulated a petition. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna work. Amen. Praise God. But I, I you know, I, I feel good now. Tomorrow I might feel bad, but I'm gonna still preach because I know the preaching is not in vain. Folks, it changes lives. If Christ did not come back from the grave, then I'm the world's biggest fool. And I've been that way for 47 years. There's nothing quite as absurd and ridiculous and foolish as somebody preaching the gospel of a dead Christ. It's foolish. I'm just a stuttering fool If Christ did not raise from the dead. But as Romans 1, 4 says, it proves that Christ is God and was God and always will be God. I'm just a hollow sounding brass symbol uh, and everyone who confesses Christ is the same foolish person. I'll tell you, John Wesley, I was thinking about this yesterday morning as Brother Mark and I went out. We didn't feel like going out. He did, I didn't, but I got there. After the first visit, had some wonderful visits, wonderful. Didn't want to quit after you get started. But I thought about John Wesley. He drove, drove. He rode a horse 250,000 miles in these United States of America. It was so cold sometimes when he got to his destination to preach, they had to pry him out of the saddle because he was frozen to the saddle. Say amen right there, Brother Lamar. You used to ride a horse to church. No, but anyway, listen. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Folks, for a man of God that would sacrifice like that, preach all over this nation. And folks, he was not foolish. He was directed of God, he was uh, anointed of God, and God used him to shake up this world. Old George Whitfield, long haired, white preacher, white-haired, I better clarify that real quick, white-haired preacher. All these South African missionaries will walk out on me. <laughs> but thank God, uh, folks, he preached, and they said for miles you could hear his voice. And when he preached, he preached till the candle went out and died. Say amen right there. I'm glad our county's named after somebody Some that did some good, amen, he wasn't a foolish rambling fool. He was a preacher of the gospel. Now, if they try to take his statue down, I'm leaving Whitfield County. Matter of fact, I don't even know where his statue is. <laughs> Amen. But I'll tell you one thing, he was not a fool. No preacher's a fool because we preach the message that'll change your life. Thank God. And folks, the Bible says in verse 17, even our faith is vain if he did not rise. Number two, if Christ did not rise, all the witnesses are lied. We're just untrue witnesses. Look at verse 14 and 15. It says, and if Christ be not risen, from the uh, uh, risen, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is also in vain. And it says, yea, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he's raised up, Christ whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. We're false witnesses often called the Jehovah Witnesses Jehovah false witnesses because they are. The man that started that movement, uh, his daddy was a Congregationalist preacher and he preached on hell so much. He said, I'm going to start a a cult, he said, church, that says there is no hell. Well, let me just say this, Russell. That doesn't make it one degree cooler. Hell's still long, hell's still hot, and hell's still horrible. I advise you not to go there. And thank God we don't have to go there. Why? Because Jesus took our hell for us. And he received, oh my goodness, I need a new watch, honey. But anyway, uh, hell awaits everyone that does not receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And he took our debt for us. He took our sin for us. I'll be preaching on it tonight. He said, it is finished. And that didn't mean he was finished. That meant it was finished. The work, the payment. And folks, I want to tell you how it's receded. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose. He could have just been a good old fake martyr. But three days later, up from the grave, he arose. So we're not false witnesses. Can somebody say amen? Folks, I want to tell you something. Simon Peter was not a false witness. The 12 apostles were not false witnesses. The 500 folks were not false witnesses. And then Paul even starts testifying in verse 9. He said, I just want to tell you, it's about the grace of God. And I'm the least of all the apostles because I murdered Christians. I made ladies uh, widows and I made children orphans that that followed God. I'm going to tell you something, he was as wicked as Hitler. He was, he was awful in the name of religion. But praise God, he said, I am what I am now by the grace of God. You can say he had not risen, but I've seen him, amen. I know that he's real. And folks, men who die for what they believe are unusually sure of what they believe in. And I'll just say this, there are, those men were fools if he hasn't risen. Believers are superstitious morons if Jesus did not rise. I'm telling you, friend, men and ladies have been beheaded, burned at the stake, tortured to death, imprisoned most of their lives because they testify that they believe in the resurrection. Men do not die for a dead God. Can somebody say amen? I mean, they gave their lives. Paul gave his life. Peter gave his life. For the risen Lord. Why? Because they preached the gospel. Someone was asked by a friend who was attempting to start a new religion, a cult, what it must do to get a following. And this person, his wisdom advisor says, well, I'll tell you what you need to do. If you want a following, that makes a difference. Get yourself crucified. Then raise yourself from the dead on the third day, and you'll probably get a following. Let me tell you something, friend. Countless of millions of followers of Jesus Christ have followed him even to the grave and to the prison and to hunger and to terrible torture, martyred for the faith. And they're not false witnesses. They're true witnesses. Who do you live for? You serving some dead God. I'm telling you, friend, you can serve the living God if you'll just trust Him as your Savior and crown Him as your Lord. And be His ambassador as so wonderfully taught this morning. And thank God. Go out in this world and tell the world about the death, the burial, and thank God the miraculous three days later resurrection from the dead. I call him, I call you a true witness. I call you a faithful witness. I call you a God-sent witness if you take the gospel to a lost and dying world. And then I want you to know thirdly, if Christ be not risen, there could be no salvation. Look at verse 15, please, or 17. It says, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You're yet in your sins. I mean, glad you're not in your sins. I mean, sin has no dominion over you because up from the grave he arose. Sin cannot take you to hell. Up from the grave he arose. I tell you what, sin can't deceive you for living your little self and your selfish desires Cause Up from the grave he arose. And folks, I want you to know the word vain means fruitless. The Bible says if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Vain. If Christ did not raise, our faith is dead. It cannot produce fruit. But the Bible says in James 2.17, my first message I preached in 1972, I preached on faith without works as dead being alone. I was so nervous. I can't wait till the choir gets back up here. thought we was going to put y'all up here this morning, but uh, I guess everybody went to the overflow room. But I'll say this. As I was so nervous, I thought they were, the choir was applauding me and it was my knees knocking together. I was so scared. I was so shy. Everybody thought, my word. Why has God called this shy person that wouldn't even speak to his sister to preach? I'll tell you how, why God called me to preach. He wanted me to preach that you can have your sins forgiven because of the death, burial, and resurrection, and that you can be saved, saved. Saul of Tarsus was one of the most brilliant men that ever walked this earth, but he was one of the most cultured men, but he was one of the most hated men. He was a Christ-hater. He was a God uh, hater. He was a Christian hater. And it's doubtful that the world's ever known another so violent and so wicked as Paul. And praise God one day, <laughs> one day, walking down the road to Damascus, he was waylaid. I mean, he was knocked down to his knees. And that's what it took for this heathen. And he saw the risen Lord. And thank God He got saved. And folks, from a hater to a lover, from a doubter to a believer, from a killer to the kindness of friends, to a murderer to a missionary, to a Pharisee to a preacher. I'm waiting for someone to explain why so much fruit of faith in the Apostle Paul if Christ be not risen. Skeptics try to explain away that he had a sunstroke. Yeah, he did, S-O-N stroke, praise God. I mean, all of a sudden, he saw the Lord and said, wait a minute, it's hard to kick against the pricks. I've been persecuting the church for saying that Christ is alive. Now I'm looking at him. Now I'm hearing him. And praise God, he sent Ananias, that was a hard job uh, and, uh, to disciple him. We need to disciple people. And folks, what a change in all converts that believe That he is risen, is risen. Thank God. It'll change your life. And by the way, your changed life is proof positive evidence of the aliveness of God. If you want to live like the world, go ahead, because you can. If you want to blend in with the crowd, go ahead. You can. If you want to just be an average religionist, you can. But I want to tell you something. If you want to be a real Christian, come out from among them. Take a stand for God. Preach the gospel. Live the gospel. Witness the gospel. Hand out tracts. Hallelujah. Some lady wrote on Facebook she was upset with our church. Now can you imagine that? Hallelujah. My wife showed me the post. It was one of her friends. It was a pastor's wife up in Fort Oglethorpe. And she posted it and said, I want you to know that I'm in Fort Oglethorpe, 30-something miles away from from, uh, Whitfield Baptist Church. Praise God, I went to get my nails done next to Publix up here in uh, Battlefield Parkway. That's a good place for a Baptist church, amen, Battlefield Parkway. And uh, there was a track from Whitfield Baptist Church laying on the fingernail place. And I said, glory to God. Of course, she's a good friend of Miss Connie. She was just kidding us. But she was complimenting us. And I think I know who put that track down there. Because I ain't been in a nail place lately. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Glory! Well, I give the gospel out everywhere. Say amen. Thank God. While you getting your toenails painted red, white, and blue, hand out a gospel. While you getting your hair done, hand out the gospel. I get mine done at home now. My wife says, you've got to find a new barber. Mine retired, what am I supposed to do, amen? She says, I don't have confidence to do this. I said, honey, you only got a couple of hairs to trim. Go ahead, amen. (laughs) But when you go to the barber shop, you ought to hand the gospel out. When you go to the ball game, hand the gospel out. Praise God, they're rooting for everything else. Why can't they root for Jesus? Folks, we ought to believe that we're true witnesses, not false witnesses. We need to realize there is no other salvation whereby men must be saved than through the Lord Jesus Christ. Death, burial, and resurrection. Can somebody please say amen? Oh, the change in Paul's life. Read verses 1 through 11 sometimes. It'll bless your heart. But fourthly, there could be no salvation. Thirdly, but fourthly, our Christian, all Christians that die are in hell if there be no resurrection. Look at verse 18. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. First verse my mother taught me was, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm glad I'm not going to perish. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. Amen. I was over in Colorado where Brother Kevin and Brother Hank said, you did a wonderful job. And... Um, And I remember uh, I preached on hell. And before I preached on hell, I thought that was good for a mission conference, brother. I don't know what else to preach when I go to a mission conference. Hell's a place nobody wants to go, and everybody ought to know there's a heaven. But I preached on hell hot, heavy, and long. And there was a quartet there visiting, and it was a missionary family, and they were going to Wyoming or Arizona, that foreign country, brother Mark, Arizona, that's it. Yeah, going to Arizona, and uh, um, they preached, and they sang, I'm so glad I ain't going to hell. What's the name of that song? I'm not going to hell. Yeah, it's a deep song, amen. And they sang it and sang it. And I want to tell you something. During the invitation, one of those little girls, about 11 years old, maybe 12, she walked down the aisle. She said, you know something? I am going to hell, and I need to get saved. And the missionary's daughter got saved. That's saying, praise God, I'm not going to hell. So we can sing it, but we better believe it. And we better know, without a doubt, that we're saved. And guess what? We can know. Aren't you glad this morning on this proper, prim, religious service that you can get excited, Miss Jackie. Where are you at? Miss Jackie, move to the center section. Amen. And you can get excited about being saved, Miss Rose and want to be here more than anything, and and love God, and and serve God, and sing for God, and and represent God, and hear an old-fashioned preacher, and just have a good time, knowing that one day you're going to have an eternal time with all the saints above. D.L. Moody once said this. Someday you'll read in the papers that D.L. Moody is dead. He said, don't you believe a word of it. At that moment, I shall be more alive than I am now. Right. That which is born of the Spirit is the Spirit and will live forever. And as he was departing this life, he said this, earth is rescinding, heaven is descending, this is my coronation day. What a way to look at death, amen. And Folks, I want you to know, if Christ be not risen, I'm just a babbling idiot give all my life to preaching the gospel, but don't call me an idiot to my face, because I believe the wisest thing you could ever do is hand out the gospel, and preach it, and proclaim it, and live it, and sacrifice for it. 41 years ago, 1980, I know y'all don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I walked into Horace Ward's funeral home. And I looked at my daddy's face in the casket. And I had tears. My sister had tears. My mother really had tears. But I had some hope. I had some peace. Praise God. I had some joy even. And I say that Christians, the only schizophrenics there are, we cry and smile at the same time. But that's all right. We belong to another world. But four blocks from my house, I walked in that funeral home. I looked into the face of my, my daddy, my father, for the last time on this earth. And From that day to this, I have believed with unshakable faith that I'll see him again. Because of that Sunday night, he walked the aisle after I preached. The preacher tapped me on the shoulder and said, your daddy's down at the altar. And he finally wants to get saved. He was as stubborn as his son. And I don't think for a second, I'm just some sentimental fool for trusting such a hope that Christ be not raised. We're all most miserable but let me not jump to the last point. But folks, our dead loved ones are dead in hell forever. Many times over these 40, 43 years of pastoring, I've had to say goodnight to a lot of people I love. Many times by the deathbed, by the time they were taking their last breath, and they called me and said, you know, I think it's now and the family wants you to go in with them. And that's an awesome responsibility to go in with a family when their loved ones taking their last breath. And I could say with assurance to many of them and most of them, Hey brother, I'll see you on the other side. No, I want to tell you something. Folks, I believe that because Jesus Christ came to this side. And he was buried. He died for your sins. And he paid the full price of of the debt you could never pay. And he received it all, God did, that he was pleased with that sacrifice, that he accepted that sacrifice when he raised him up from the dead. I want you to notice verse 42 in closing. I got just a few minutes. Y'all listening good, so don't turn me off now. Look at verse 42. The Bible says, so also is the resurrection of the dead is sown in corruption. It's raised incorruptible. See, folks, verse 20 says, but now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of them that sleep. I believe because Jesus arose, every person that puts their faith and trust in the death, burial, and resurrection, they're gonna be the second fruits, amen? Right. The first fruit was the Lord Jesus Christ but it goes on to say, not one time, not one time, you'll never see this word in verses 42 through 44, buried. It doesn't say buried. There's another scriptural word, sown. Sown. I like that, don't you? Somebody was asking me about uh, cremation yesterday. I said, I don't know about it all that. I know it's cheaper and I know it's quicker and all that stuff, but there's something about a body being sown in the grave. Now, I know God can put you all back together. I know that. Y'all want to do the budget plan? Go ahead and do your, whatever you got to do. But I want to tell you something, friend. Thank God I like Christian funerals. I like, uh, I like getting by the graveside and reading First Thessalonians four thirteen through 18, where it says, comfort one another with these words that the dead in Christ will rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with the Lord. And folks, that's all made possible because we're not ignorant concerning them which sleep. But we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen right there. And so we're sown in corruption, but praise God, we're raised incorruptible. We're sown in weakness, but praise God, we'll rise in strength. We're sown in dishonor and we're raised in honor. We're sown with a natural body, but we're raised in a spiritual body. And folks, if I buried a bushel of wheat, I never expect to see anything come from that. But if I sow the seeds, thank God I can look for the results one day of some fruit. Say amen. And I can't grow hair much less tomatoes But I believe if I put some tomato plants in the ground, praise the Lord, I sow it. Thank God I'm going to get some fruit after a while. You farmers keep on tithing. Would you please? Amen. I love tomatoes. But anyway, buried, buried. But praise God, it's not buried. It's sowed. Last but not least, I got to go. I don't know where I'm going, but I, you know, I'm going to eat, I guess. But number five. If Christ be not risen, we are most pitiful. Look at verse 18 and 19. It says, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. And if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Miserable. That means to be pitied. God's people are pitiful. If they sacrifice, go, surrender, give, take my daughter halfway around the world, Mark. Give up your family, Jeremy and Kevin. Go over there and travel 7,000 miles. Preach to some people sometimes that don't even act like they want it. Sounds like Americans. We're just, we're just foolish. If Christ has risen, we're going with the only message that could ever be, and we are not to be pitied. Don't you feel sorry for these missionaries? They're the happiest people on earth if they're in the will of God. Say amen right there, Brother Tyler. Happy to go to sub-zero, snow-over-the-door Canada. I'm really making you feel great about going, Liddy. But anyway, we all should be pitied because we've been deceived. and We're miserable. That's why I don't think Christians ought to ever look miserable. I believe you ought to smile by faith. Say amen. I set the alarms off, hallelujah. You ought to smile by faith and there ought to be an Amber Alert out for souls, say amen. Somebody's missing. Somebody's perishing. Somebody's going to hell and we need to reach them before it's too late. I'll just finish with this song. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Oh, folks, in my neighborhood some years ago in the smart Alec Emory University, some guy come up with this theme I mean, I think I was in high school, Brother Randy. I couldn't believe it. God is dead. I mean, what intellectual profundity that is, that they would declare a movement from University of Emory, Emory University, on God is dead. Well, I have a question for them. Then where is his body? All those soldiers had to do is produce those bo- that body and they couldn't. They couldn't. And folks, I want you to know I believe with all my heart our Christian life should not be full of ifs but that I know. And I take my stand as the Apostle Paul said in verse 20 but now is Christ risen. Say amen. But now it's Christ risen. Jesus did rise from the dead, and folks, my departed loved ones are going to rise again. Don't pity me. I have a hope built on nothing less than the death, burial, and resurrection. And so, there's no place for ifs in in the resurrection story. Folks, he was buried. Thank God from the grave he arose and the fact verifies it. And our lives ought to verify it. He arose from the dead. And could I add one sentence and read one more verse? It's only 10 after. And he's coming again. He's coming again. Don't think you can be a Christian if you have no commitment that there is a re- resurrected, dynamic, living Savior. I like what Paul said in 1 Timothy 1.12. For, for which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Father, use this message. Please use this message. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm begging you to use this message to help us realize that we need to be Christians that are bold. We need to be Christians that are brave. We need to be Christians that are have faith. We need to be Christians that publicly come out and proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection. We need to be Christians that are faithful. We need to be Christians that are not questioning God, but being proof positive evidence, there is a God by our commitment and our surrender and our sacrifice. Lord, thank you for all the martyrs that stand through the ages, that cry out from their graves, I believe, I believe. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let me ask you a question real quick during this invitation time. Do you know for sure that if you died today that you'd go to heaven because you believed in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? How many know that for sure? Would you raise your hand as a happy testimony of that? How many glad you're saved by the living Savior say amen? Is there anyone that could not raise your hand and say, Preacher, pray for me and you close in your closing prayer because I'm not sure. I'm religious. I'm pretty good. Um, I joined your church. You know that. but well, that don't make you a Christian you must believe in the death burial and resurrection and turn your life over to the living Savior you say preacher I'm not saved but I'd like to be please pray for me anyone real quick be a good time to get saved on Easter Sunday morning or any Sunday morning because we, we celebrate the resurrection every Sunday let me say brother Wayne I'm a Christian and I don't want people to look at me and say if I think I hope but I want I want people to look at my life and know that there is a living God and a living Savior that came out of that grave. And I want to be proof, positive evidence of the aliveness of God in my life. Would you raise your hand for prayer, for total commitment? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All over this place. God bless you. Amen. Folks, God called us more than to be a spectator. God called us to be a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Anybody else? Anyone else? Father, in Jesus' name and for your glory, we preached and we pray that God you'd use this message. I, 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 I didn't touch the hem of the garment of this classic chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. Try again tonight. Lord, I thank you for the truth that you're risen, that you died, that you was buried, that you arose from the dead according to the scriptures, that we'd no longer be in our sin. Thank you, Lord, for free and full salvation in thee. God, help us as Christians to live it, not to be iffy, but to have faith in the living God. Well, thank you for increasing our faith on this very morning. In Jesus' name, amen.